You're listening to the Straight Up SEO podcast by Susa Digital. I'll be your host, Chetan Bant. Hi, Will. Hi, Dan. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you on this podcast, and um, I feel really privileged to be talking to both of you. Um, just a little quick introduction. Will is a search engine optimization specialist and CEO of Suso Digital. And Dan had a company called Search, called, called Searchstar, uh, which he sold. It's a digital marketing agency. And, and, and now I believe he's advising um, Suso. Dan's also had a number of other enterprises and it's, it's very, very fascinating to, see, to have his insights, I think, on this podcast between digital marketing and business. And um, so, yeah, hi guys. Hi, hi pleasure to be here. I just thought I'd uh, begin by asking both of you, how are you guys collaborate, collaborating right now? And um, what, what, yeah, how are you guys collaborating right now? Shall I, shall I give a version of it, Will? Yeah, you go for it, Dan. See if yeah, uh, I mean, same version I have. <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, Will, Will, Will runs Suso, so he's yeah. the CEO. And I suppose he and I probably speak most weeks. And we'll probably okay. meet once or twice a month to talk stuff through. I've done... And I suppose my goal is to help him turn Suso into an ever better, ever bigger, ever happier, ever more profitable company. <laughs> and that's what I'm helping him do that's by a working with him, working a bit with the senior, the other senior managers within Suso, and a little bit. I'm I'm about to go out to Poland to run a training session for for the sort of team out there. So Amazing. sort of just get involved with the business and try and help it along as best I can. Amazing, amazing, and and um, well, how's how's it how's it been? Like, what what's what's been um, maybe a major input uh, that's that's enhanced Suso in some way? Yeah, it's been um, yeah really great working with Dan. He's been with the company. I think about time flies. It must be touching about eight months now. Uh, he has advised on a number of things. Initially, we were talking to Dan about our positioning, about our branding. We, like a lot of agencies, we're sort of often focusing on our clients more than on our own sort of brand mm-hmm. and our own marketing. And Dan really helped us kind of pull together what we have as an agency and put that into a really nice, uh, digestible brand, which I think really shines. And the positioning as an outsource and um, uh, white label specialist has okay. been something which we've, we've always done. It's an authentic positioning, mm-hmm. which we are very strong at. And now we have, a, I think, a messaging within the website, within the company, which which really stands out with regards to that. So Dan initially uh, was involved with this and, you know, having someone who has, um, you know, got years of experience running agencies, running large teams of people, as an, both as an entrepreneur and as a senior member in, you know, previous agencies, it's really valuable. You know, it's been, it's been a, a good eight months. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds uh, incredible. And like I said at the beginning, it sounds like we were very lucky to be having this conversation with Dan. Um, so I think what would be interesting would be to understand a little bit about your background, Dan, and, and maybe um, what, if you could explain to us a bit about what search style was and, um, or, and is, and, and uh, what, what was the major, success, what made it successful, do you think? Okay. Um, okay, so quick bit of background on me. So I left university or 
27 years ago, I got, I got a job at Mediacom, which is the sort of biggest media agency in the world, planning and buying advertising, which is basically the bit of the ad in, industry that somebody else does the creatives. Somebody else does the creatives, does the pictures, and the media agencies of which Mediacom is the biggest in the world, they bought the advertising. So they take the piece of creative and they then go and buy as many TV ads and as many posters and as many press ads and as many online ads as they possibly can for the client's budget to get the biggest bang for the buck. So I, I did that for however many years, for about 10 years. And then the internet started to come along. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was buying lots of ads in the back of the sun for loan companies, which isn't very, isn't very nice, but I was doing it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and for mobile phone companies, loan co- and accident advice solicitors, it was very sleazy. Um, <laughs> so I was doing lots of that. And... I noticed that the people who were buying the pay-per-click ads, these guys who were buying ads off this company called Google, they were spending more than I was in the back of the sun. Oh, I thought, how on earth can they spend more money with Google than I can spend with the sun? Because the sun's massive. Yeah, yeah. And so I started digging into it and started looking at this pay-per-click stuff. Mm. And so I thought, oh, okay, that's quite interesting. And I thought that kind of lots of businesses would probably want it because I looked at it and I thought, well, this this works. This is because I've been briefed for many years, clients have come to me, you get a client who say you make sales fridges or something. Yeah. And they say, well, run a big ad campaign for fridges, please, Dan. And okay. you kind of go, right, I'm going to run an ad for a Neff fridge. Okay. And nobody's going to be interested because nobody's interested in fridges. You're only interested in fridges for about three days every 10th when you know you're about to go down to John Lewis to buy a new fridge. <laughs> yeah, and the rest of the time, you're not remotely interested in fridges. And so, and I suddenly thought, well, this is brilliant because I'm only going to advertise when people are looking for fridges. As opposed to previously, I was just placing all these ads in good, good housekeeping, hoping mm. that these people were going to be interested in fridges when chances are they weren't. So that's what, that was kind of the, the light bulb moment that you kind of thought, oh, this stuff's brilliant. And so um. I set up. I initially thought yeah. it was a one-man band business. It was just going to be me. Mm-hmm. I think I just had my first child, or my wife had had her first child. Um, and I sort of thought, well, this will keep me. This will keep the. This will keep the family alive and allow me to spend a bit more time with the kids. And so I did. Fantastic. And then I thought it'd be a good idea. Sometimes when I was out seeing clients, some of the clients would say, "Well, look, who's adjusting? Who's looking at the internet?" And mm-hmm. I'd kind of go, oh, "Nobody today, because I'm seeing you." And they, so I thought, well, it'd be a good idea to have somebody in the office. <laughs> um, so I hired somebody. I hired somebody to help me, and yeah. one from the background, and and then I built it from there, and I built it up to about sixty-five people, and I think we specialised in. We, well, we specialised back then, especially there was nobody. There were a lot of sharks out there. There were a lot of rip-offs. Every the clients didn't know what they were doing. Most of the people selling selling advertising didn't know what they're doing on the internet. It was kind of. It was very wild westy and we kind of said actually we're going to do this properly because i've been trained to buy advertising properly for the last 10 years i just applied all the same principles to buying it digitally okay actually we were doing a really good job for our clients and especially because i wasn't in london i was in bath Mm -hmm. and there was nobody else in our part of the world who was doing it remotely well and so we sort of quite quickly became the biggest player in sort of our region of the uk wow built it up to about 65 people and then i sold it and then i kind of thought actually i've been doing this for 15 years i'm getting a bit bored Mm -hmm. and if i'm bored 
I'm probably not going to be good at it. There's going to be somebody else who's doing it who's not bored, and they're yeah. going to be working harder than me. <laughs> that's that's wise. <laughs> yeah. So it 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 it, it's, it sounds like that you were you were very well prepared by the advertising industry, but also had this ability to. Um, you know, have have this insight, like see that there was an opportunity on the internet with targeted advertising pay-per-click before others were as well. So you, you're able to see a little bit ahead of the curve. And is, does that sound... sound yeah, yeah. And it's, I, I normally have an analogy that basically back then, especially the internet tended to be people sort of, some of the people who were buying the online advertising had been to art school and they were the people who built the websites and they were good at pictures. And then there were some IT people who got put in charge of the internet as well, and they were good at IT. And actually, buying advertising is about money. And, you know, managing managing budgets and money and being monthly and trying to work out what works and what's not. So the vast majority of people weren't getting the right people to do it. They were either getting the IT department to run it or the art department. Um, And actually, we kind of go, no, we're going to get economists to run this. Uh, okay, that's that's very interesting. So, you know, we're gonna, which my background is economics, so I okay. kind of thought, no, we're going to treat this, we're going to try and make this efficient, efficient, and we're going to make, and we're going to think. I always think that pay per click is brilliant. Or I, I'm going to talk about SEO in a bit because obviously mm. said SEO. But my normal mantra that pay per click was you could set. Google gives you all these, or used to, there are less ability to have these parameters, but in the early days, it would give you all of these different ways where you could choose which clicks you wanted to buy. Okay. okay. And so if you were very fussy and you said, no, I only want the clicks from the rich people who live in Guildford, who are between yeah. these ages and who've searched for precisely this phrase at this time of day, and I don't mm-hmm. want them on Sundays because my shop's closed on Sundays, and you could be very, very fussy. Yeah then you can make it work. Then you can say, and I'll pay, I'll pay this amount of money for that very particular click. And Google will sell you that click, that's fine. And basically everyone else gets all the clicks you didn't want. Okay. So you pick off the best ones, then everyone else gets the junky ones. Give everyone... yeah, if, you're not fussy, if you're not fussy, you'll get all the stuff I didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were very fussy because it is pay-per-click, you get to choose. But if you kind of allow your nice friend at Google to help you, Google will sell you all the garbage that fussy people didn't want. <laughs> Tastes uh, to be fussy. So we were very good. At it. So we were good at it. So now, now it's a different. Now, if you're, I can talk about pay per click for hours as well. But pay per click is very. Now you don't get to choose so much. Google mm-hmm. just sort of takes the credit card off you and says, "Right, tell us how many things you want to sell. Don't worry about the detail, and we'll try and help you." Oh, and they, well. they, they, it's an AI. The whole thing. It's quite blind now. It's interesting because that, that's kind of where, where I wanted to um, come to now and, and bring both of you in, into the conversation because it seems like pay-per-click def- certainly was something extremely, extremely powerful. But has it changed now? Do, do, has the landscape changed? Do you guys feel like a PPC is, um, less, is less in some way? Like is the benefits of it are less? Or is it just... Oh, I, yeah. I think they've both, I think they've both got... I'm not going to slag off PPC just to SUSE do SEO. Mm-hmm. And they've both got okay. massive value. Yeah. I think click isn't as cheap as it was. The market okay. has steadily inflated over the years. Mm. So those clicks you're buying now cost X times more than they used to. Right. I don't think the inflation is quite as bad as it used to be, but it, you know, the price mm. of click goes up every year typically. Um, and the market and the sort of online 
ad market has become a lot broader with social and everything else. So it's slightly okay. less, basically slightly less about search than it used to be. Okay. And uh, yeah, go on. No, an SEO, yeah. I guess it's been a constant all the way through as you know, if you can get it right, it's brilliant value. So yeah, so, so, so in what sense are we talking about PPC and SEO in the same conversation? And what I mean by that is, um, so as as PPC has become, you know, different, it's, it's changed, it's, it's, it's got competition from social, it's become uh, less kind of, I, I guess, give, it's giving you less optionality, it's giving you less ability to be fussy, it's getting more expensive. Has that affected people's decision making or your decision making to think of SEO in a different way or to think of it as, as, as an opportunity because PPC has become different? I don't think, let me think of it differently. I don't think it, I think whenever something, you know, I'm an economist. So if one thing, if one thing becomes expensive, I will look for a substitute. All right. Uh, okay. But ideally, yeah. you can see both and you try and make both channels work. Both channels. Not, it's not an either or choice. Okay. But you think about what you can, you know, how, how, how efficiently can I gather traffic through SEO? Can I, can I win there? Yeah. And to what level? There may be some phrases in PPC that you think, I'm going to pay for that because that is mm. absolutely what I sell. So I'm going to be there. Whereas there are other more fringe things or more research-orientated things, uh, early stage, upper funnel stuff that you think, actually, I can't pay for that, but I wouldn't mind having it for, through SEO if I could get it. Okay. And Google is also slightly more generous in the allocation of space on its results pages to some of the more research orientated phrases. If okay. you type in cheap contact lenses, Google is just going to stuff that page with ads. Uh, whereas if you type in how does how do contact lenses work, there probably there'll be fewer ads on that page. And actually the Google will say, look, the advertisers are less interested. We know people don't buy, don't click on the contact lens ads for this for this search phrase. And we're going to fill the page with organic results. Interesting. Um, well, I think, yeah. I think Dan touches upon something there in terms of timing. I think traditionally SEO is seen as a longer term sort of strategy with less upfront costs than with PPC. You know, if you are a funded startup that needs to acquire users fast, mm -hmm. then PPC is probably a channel which is more in tune with what the business goals are. Whereas perhaps an e-commerce website that doesn't necessarily have those deep pockets early on, but needs to be brand which is visible within 12 to 24 months time you know as part of their growth strategy even SEO would be you know the perfect strategy for them I think it, it is you know as an SEO company we always leverage the fact that SEO is typically a cheaper kind of service uh, in comparison to the cost per click mm. but the flip side is that it takes time um, but I, I use the sort of um, analogy to, to sort of compare SEO and PR you know with with PR, you can't just switch on PR and expect to be, you know, a massive brand. It takes time, similar with SEO. When you turn an SEO campaign on, it takes time to build that algorithmic trust with Google. So I think it is timing. I think they definitely do both work in terms of multi-channel um, strategies. Okay. I mean, so, I mean, if, if, if SEO is something that is, yeah, typically um, a bit slower, or, or it depends really, but it's, it's something slower. It's definitely not something that you switch on the second that you pay. Um, you need to build it up. 
what is, is, is there a bigger payoff in the end in some way um, than PPC? I've, I've been reading around a bit and I, and I did find that um, generally speaking, apparently conversion rates uh, are, are better with SEO than they are with PPC. Um, but it, across most, so, okay. So I, 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 I see, I see some I'd say that's expressions. Total garbage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How so, can they be better? Perfect. How can they be better? That if I type in cheap contact lenses, yeah, and that ad goes to the paid ad because that yes. is Google. That click will almost certainly go to a paid ad. That and that click will convert, or it will convert. That person is going to buy contact lenses from somebody in the next twenty minutes. Okay. Whereas if I search for how a contact lens is made, mm. that's not going to convert very quickly. You know, you may start a relationship. But it's going to take a while. I suppose what your person is arguing is mm. that people who buy prefer to click on the organic results, which I suspect there's some fairly fuzzy yeah. data. So it was from fide.com and it was, um, and it wasn't, I don't think they're an SEO agency. They, they were just writing articles about uh, PPC and SEO and giving the pros and cons. And I think what they found was, yeah, that there was, uh, a higher conversion rate and they said it's because of of is they, they were they were they were speculating that it's because of um, more credibility when people come to the website um so this is what i'm trying to get to like i'm into the in, in, into the weeds or the, into the forest as such between seo with, with seo and, and you know given i think google would have a lot of problems with that statement they would say mm-hmm. they built an enormous advertising ecosystem off that. I'm not saying it's any better or any worse. I'm just going to, just for the sake of the joy of this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to well, I love it because but I, you know, I think the two are exact. I don't, I think Google's put an awful lot of effort yeah. so that the customer can't tell the difference. Mm. You know, Google's very interested in, if you look at a page, you know, if you do a Google search, it's pretty hard. Although Google yeah. says it very clearly differentiates them. I think Google does an awful lot of work yes. to make sure they're absolutely indistinguishable from each other. All of their work is the least contrasting color. I can put this sort of ad thing in. Okay, so this is great because I think we have clearly, clearly shown that there, there is no bias in this podcast and that Dan is willing to take down any, and, and to put balance, let's say, to, to, to yeah. any, 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 any um, uh, claim. So, yeah. which, which, just on that point, Jeff, I do think yeah. it, 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 you know, the, what the conversation is essentially sort of point out is that SEO and PPC can work very, very well together. Together. Yeah. And I think but, the fact that, you know, yeah. the, 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 the SERPs do at times looking indistinguishable between ads and, 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 and SEO, if, if a brand has both an SEO listing and an ad listing, mm. then, you know, that is going to be incredibly powerful in terms of credibility. So I think, um, yeah, there's, there's SEO and PBC can work very well together, I think. They can. Or just whichever they can acquire cheapest. Okay. You know, so they, can get paid, they can get paid quickly and it will cost them. And they can get SEO might take a bit longer, but if it's run properly, it should be a lot cheaper. Okay. okay so, so this is kind of, I think, also leads on to, to an interesting point, which is um, where does your interest in SEO, what is your interest in, interest in SEO, Dan? What do you see as the opportunity there that, that's interesting? Um, um, I see the opportunity there that's interesting. I think people, paid media for me, I mean, I'm, I've always been interested in SEO, actually. I just happen not to run a business. I happen to run in a sort of a business in, you know, in, in, a, in a very closely related field. 
And I never got, I was always tempted to get into it when I ran a paid media agency. Mm. But because it wasn't my home ground, I would never quite made the leap to opening an SEO department. And kind of in retrospect, I wish I had. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. And because I think now I can see how well the two go together. Mm. And so actually I see it as very, they're, they're incredibly similar in terms of how you run the business, what the clients are looking for, um, the types of clients you're talking to, the types of goals the clients are coming to you with and the sort of problems you hit. So, and so as far as I'm, you know, I'm just, and for me, yeah, there's a, there's a, there are a few bits to learn because I don't understand the sort of the technique. I couldn't run an SEO campaign myself. You know, I, I get the basic principles of what's required, but I can't do the doing, whereas I can just about still do the doing in paid. <laughs> and uh, well, well where, where, where do you think that the uh, opportunity in SEO is? I mean, regardless of comparing it to PPC, because I think we, we, we've done oh, that okay. and, and, we can, and we can say that they can be used together because they kind of approach the same problem in different ways. Um, can I answer where I think the opportunity is? Yeah, okay. I think the opportunity in SEO is running a really trustworthy business that the clients can rely on. Because I okay. think there's a lot of distrust in the industry. Um, okay. I think a lot of clients have been burnt. Mm. Um, I think there has historically been quite a lot of poor practice. Mm. Um, and I think there's an enormous opportunity to do it really well and gain clients' trust. Because clients want it. They desperately want it. They're just slightly confused about where to buy it or who's, how to get it whether they should be building an in-house team, whether they should be outsourcing it. And the same goes for agencies, which is should agencies be building an in-house team or should they outsource it? And if they outsource it, can they trust the people they're outsourcing it to or is it going to, or is it going to damage their reputation? They know they want it. They know their clients want it. They just mm. don't know how to deliver it. And the, 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 the huge opportunity is helping them. And is, is this the nature of your collaboration with, with Will then? Um, to create a trustworthy business. Uh, I think there is already, Susu is already a trustworthy business. It was just slightly in my eyes, hiding its light. Okay. <laughs> it just wasn't, I also know, I'm, I quite like marketing agencies, sort of as in yeah. helping an agency represent itself. Okay. And I think Suso was almost, and this may have to be edited out, but I think Suso was almost embarrassed to be an outsourced or a white label agency. Because when you think of white label SEO, you think of the guys who Gmail you or send you some Gmail from top SEO agency India or whatever it is, and they send yeah. you this email claiming to have 800 employees. Mm. And you think, well, if you've got 800 employees, why are you mailing me from a Gmail address? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I, think, I think here, I, I mean, this podcast has just become, this episode has just become quite interesting because it's now going towards the soul of SUSO rather than talking about just top-level strategies. Um, Will, how, do, how have you experienced this evolution? Um, is, is, is Dan correct in saying that you've moved on? Whether you used to be embarrassed, and if, if you're no longer embarrassed, what, what is it about uh, your offering that, that, that you're, you're proud of now? Yeah, I think, um, I think Brad Dan just, Dan, Dan, <laughs> say again. <laughs> embarrassed is probably the wrong word. <laughs> I think, you know, Dan does, I think ultimately, embarrassed is probably the wrong word, but I think just the, the, so understanding who we are, we always knew we were very good at right. SEO. We we always had a real eye on becoming a technical agency. And that what Dan sort of talked about with his sort of past 
you know, noticing, bringing his advertising knowledge and mm. background in economics and applying that to a paid advertising firm by bringing in economists to run uh, the pay campaigns is a very similar approach we've taken with our SEOs, you know, bringing mm. SEOs who come from computer science backgrounds that come mm. from very technical backgrounds, which traditionally aren't associated with marketing. And that's been a, you know, a real strategy that we, I think, you know, we were, we were quick to realize SEO was going that way. It was becoming more and more complex. And so we focused on this, mm. um, this technical elements of the, of the service. And this is one of the main reasons that we moved that to Poland, essentially within Poland there are there is an abundance of top class technical talent um, that's not to say they're not in the UK but typically people who have those programmer backgrounds in the UK do computer science let's say will move into tech they'll move into SAS whereas in Poland I think there is more of a culture for those kind of technical folk to go into to marketing mm. and so we um, we saw this and we, 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 we now have a large team out there we've um, we've grown that uh, and a lot of that team come with those kind of technical um, backgrounds. And I think what we spotted is that we could actually um, become a white label agency and an outsource agency that worked with other consultants and other agencies because we, we, we understood what they were missing. And that either was the ability to, to hire SEOs because it was a industry they wanted to enter or you know it was a um you know seo agencies which were struggling to recruit or falling behind when it came to those algorithmic kind of um elements which are so important now in terms of you know having the ability to reverse engineer the algorithm so i think yeah it's uh, it's a case that we just sort of we, we we didn't know who we were we knew we were great at seo but we didn't know who our main target market was and i you know now we know our main target market is working with other agencies that want to be able to offer this service to their clients i see i see that's that's, that's really fascinating and do you have any uh, thoughts on that Dan? anything to add no i think but i really like i think the positioning is brilliant because i know that kind of i was in that situation i did you know, I had all of these clients who are buying paid search from me mm-hmm. and they were all wanted if they all what said, oh, Dan, do you do SEO? And I come and go, no, I don't do SEO. And, you know, can you recommend anyone who does? And I kind of go, not, not easily. You know, I don't really, you know, because I know lots of people who I don't 100% trust doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'd always kind of, if they, you know, I know now that if you pushed me back five years, I'd have done a partnership with Suso in a shop. Mm. Um, you know, I've been straight in that saying, brilliant, let's do this. Um, and I think there are, you know, that's what we're seeing in the market. We're putting the proposition out there and actually agencies are signing up and agencies are liking it and the partnerships are getting deeper. Nice. And uh, where, where does your trust in SUSO, I mean, come from? Is it, is it from the people or is it from um, prior experiences or? My trust comes from, A, I can see the numbers, so I can see the hmm. it, being gruesome in, in the market, you look at what's churn. So how long are the clients staying? You know, or do they, you know, when, when, how, what's the average time of client stays? And the, the churn with clients at CISO is very low, which is a sort of very strong indicator of quality, as is the net promoter score results that we get off the clients as to whether they're happy or not. Okay. Um, and then also I've met the team. So yeah. going in and actually meeting the team and you hear the conversations and you think actually these people are serious. They're taking, they're treating it very properly. And they're doing it, you know, they're caring about the results, they're thinking mm-hmm. about it hard. And I know certainly 
you know, I've been to the SEO agencies in the past and you kind of sit there and go, how many, why are there more salespeople than there are people doing the doing? <laughs> how come everybody here is a salesperson? Is there nobody who actually does the work? And you kind of think, well, no, it is because this is just a sales operation and they don't do any work. Although oh. there's only one bloke at the back who does the work and everyone else, and he doesn't do much. You know, <laughs> this is front. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 50 salespeople out front. And SUSO isn't that kind of operation. It's a sort of, it's a business. You can see that it's a business that, you know, prospers by its clients prospering. Okay. And by building these better, be building the good relationships with the agencies. So there is trust, there's communication, and the mm. clients get looked after and everyone gets a warm, fuzzy glow. <laughs> That's really nice to hear. I mean, um, I'd, I'd, I'd concur. I've, I've, I've met the team now. I'm, I've been working with SUSO as well. I've got to know them over maybe a month, six weeks and every single person I've met has been very open-minded, very entrepreneurial. I'm coming from a different side. I'm not a client, but at the same time, I, I have enjoyed I'm meeting every single person I've, I've met at SUSO. Um, so, yeah, well, did you have any other thoughts, Will? Um, maybe concluding thoughts, I think we've... Yeah, I think you know. <clears throat> just going back to the original reason why, you know, it's been really valuable working with Dan. One of the elements that I think he's really helped us with is, is formalising that kind of people-first approach we've got to running the agency. You know, the, the, the people at the company are are the business, you know, we're very operational as an agency. That's our, that's our model. And we were always, you know, a company that people enjoyed working for, but actually, you know, having someone who's, who's, you know, grown a team to 65, there are certain structures and certain things you can do, which really do, you know, push that messaging forward. And I think, you know, the fact that we've lost, I think maybe one member of staff in the past sort of 12 months is is a sign that people want to be part of this. And I think, yeah. you know, in, in an industry, certainly in the UK, I think the digital industries in the US, there's, there's a, there's an exodus of staff there. They're just, mm. you know, there's, there's so many um, job positions that agencies are trying to fill. We've mm. managed to hold on to our talent. And I think it's because people really want to work, work here. And obviously that benefits the clients because there's more consistency, there's more cohesion when it comes to actually, having um you know good strategies that we're applying amazing amazing and, and, and any other concluding thoughts um dan uh, before we no not enormously <laughs> apart from um no not especially okay good <laughs> I, I, I love it it's it reminds me of something that um yeah I, I found on your linkedin profile which was i think i think i'm paraphrasing here but it said that you're clear-sighted and straight talking about what makes businesses or businesses thrive, and uh, and, I, and I think we, I, we've experienced that. It's very very clear to have this uh, clarity and this um, insightful <laughs> conversation. <laughs> so okay, um, thank you, and I hope everyone listening uh, benefited and, and gained some insights. Um, and so with that, I, I guess we, we we say goodbye and we, we we move on to the next one. Okay, thanks very much, Chet. Okay. Thanks, Will. Come and talk to you guys again. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.